Welcome to Steel Sharpen Steel, where truths delivered from the Holy Spirit are going to shake you up, going to strengthen your foundation, help you prepare for the end times. Now, the way that God does this is he warns. God said he'd do nothing except he first warned using his watchman. Now, some of these things you ought to take into prayer, as you should with any word you hear. The Bible says if two or more deliver a message, you ought to consider it. It does not say believe it outright. No, take it before our Father in heaven and receive your confirmation from him. This, my brothers and sisters, is the only confirmation that truly exists. Now listen to this. I'm going to share with you four sets of dreams. And some of this stuff, a little bit of it, I tell you, it's stuff I would never have shared 10 years ago. But things I never thought would happen have happened. 9-11 happened. When I saw it, I didn't even understand what I was looking at until after it came. I prayed against it. Holy Spirit led me to do that. And I'm asking you to pray against these things and to prepare yourself because the time to prepare is now. So when I first received salvation, an angel led me in a dream. I received the gift of dreaming. One of the early dreams I had when I was a student, an undergrad at the University of Pennsylvania, Holy Spirit showed me that they put these little nanobits. I call them nanobits. It's not a word, but they form nanobots. That is a word. And it's been a word since the 50s. They've been preparing this nanotechnology. It's not human-derived. It comes from the enemy of the kingdom of God. It comes from darkness. We call them demons. Some call them aliens. Maybe they believe that, or maybe they're just pretending, going along with the hoax, the cover story, propagated by those who serve darkness. So he showed me that they put these things into different types of foods. He showed me that they put it into deodorant, makeup, perfume, things that touch the skin so that they can be absorbed through the skin. He showed me that. And he showed me something, and this is going to be an important thing to understand, that they went in there and he showed me these people, they're very afraid. They're afraid that they could be found out. So they had a meeting and they said, we can't put all of it into just one product. So let's break it down into its various components, as small as we can do that. And we'll put some into one product and some in another product. And then they're only assembles once it's inside the body. And the dream showed that, that it could only assemble in the presence of an activator. And this activator, they decided to limit the most so that it would only be in one or two products. So you can build up all this nanobot technology, the nanobits, the small, uh, the, the most reducible components, subcomponents. And then once that activator comes in, it starts assembling the system. Now then I didn't understand what those robots would do or what their ultimate purpose was. But I understood not all food is safe. 30 years ago, 30 years ago, they were already doing it then. A lot of people think, ah, this is only inside the syringes. It's only inside the vials. No. Oh, this, oh, this, these fears, these 
sudden death syndrome. It's, it's, only for, it's only to be feared by those who received the cake, the jabs. No, I'm telling you, and I've, I've specifically received one dream that showed me these three doctors. This one guy, he had gotten the jabs. And he had a bunch of nanotech. I talked about this on a radio show before all this came out. On Omega Man Radio, I said, look, I, you know, it looked like graphene oxide, a tubule that self-assembled. And you know what? Later, found out that's exactly what it was. But this first doctor, he had a bunch of it. And he had gotten, they said, well, we know where that came from. And then two other doctors who worked with him, they said, well, let's x-ray our hands as well. And they did. And they found that they had some much less, I mean, maybe 20%, 15% of what the other guy had. Much less. But they had it too. And they were baffled. How did we get this? Well, if they'd been hearing from the Lord, they would have known. And this is why I'm trying to prepare you people. Pray about the food you eat. That was the next message God gave me. A man named Daniel Rhodes, an amazing man of God out of Virginia, was traveling the United States in conferences. I went and saw him in Stockton, California. And he said that God had also warned him that they would put poison in the food. And that he should pray before he ate any food. And I started praying then. But let me tell you, in one of these dreams coming up, you're going to see that I have it too. The Holy Spirit showed me that I have it. I have to figure out some way to get that stuff out. And here's the next, the next thing that I heard about this was around 2007, I was living in California. I was in a dollar store. And I admit, at this point, I'm praying now about the food. And I was praying, oh, can, I, can I eat this? Can I buy this, eat this? No. Can I buy this, eat this? No. Almost nothing in the dollar store. And I started to process that information. And I said, well, Holy Spirit, are they targeting people who buy discount food? Are they targeting low-income people with this? The Holy Spirit said, yes, they are. And if you go look at statistics now, you will see there are some politicians trying to get some position with the society by saying, listen, the deaths from this stuff have disproportionately impacted minorities. Well, why is that? Why is that? Because they put it into food that goes to them. They put it into food that is purchased by people on limited, tight budgets. They put it in the cheap food. More so than other things. But Because that's who they really want to get. Okay? Now, here's the first set of dreams. Now, I received this set of dreams in June, June 29th of 2020. Now, the Holy Spirit had talked to me over the years a few times about 500 years from now. 500 years from now, they'll say this was the beginning of World War III when Clinton bombed Afghanistan and Sudan. That was the beginning. Well, that's what they'll say in 500 years, in half a millennia. Another time, show 500 years from now, there are these people going through a situation, and they needed help, and they didn't know where to get it, right? So I'm like, what is this big interest in 500 years from now? So I started praying, Lord, what is this about 500 years from now? And this is the first set of dreams I had. And let me tell you, this is not a good set of dreams. But the other dreams are going to flesh it out a little bit. So this is what happened. A guy, he's a brown guy. Uh, he, uh, I don't know why sometimes I'll follow a man through several events and often, not always, often the guy is a brown guy. Maybe he's a Latino, maybe he's a Hispanic, I don't know. But it's a brown guy. And the, an angel comes 
and sends him back through time. Back through time. And he lands in this place where there are uh, <laughs> people walking around. They're just walking around in groups. They're wearing clothes. Some guys look, one guy at least, he looks like he had a business suit on, but now it's worn. And they're carrying gardening tools, like tools to work the ground. And they're just walking together, each according to his own pace, you know, individuals. And there's one guy walking on the outside, kind of like maybe a, a platoon commander might walk outside a formation. Uh, and he's looking at this and he understands that he should, you know, keep a low profile and he kind of crawls out to this one area because he wants to see better what's going on. And um, behind him is this, that's ah, not important. But he just thinks like, wow, what, what is this? It, where I am now, you know, that might get seen. And as soon as he thinks that, these people all suddenly become like one. Think Joel chapter two. They don't jostle each other. They don't break ranks. They don't retreat. These people's heads all moved like a machine, like they were all attached to one machine. But of course, they're not. They're individual people. And their heads all turn and look directly at him. Nobody had noticed him. Someone else saw him, but, they, but these other people, they all picked up his movement because that's what this nanotech is going to do. It's going to create a hive mind. And of course, watching the stream, I don't understand that yet because the Holy Spirit hasn't shown me yet. But they all move, all their heads move, and they snap on this guy, and then they break into a dead run, charging straight at him. And they want to kill him. There's no doubt. The expression, the violent anger in their faces. And I could hear in the spirit their thoughts. And they have a name for this guy. He is not one of them. He's not in the system that they're a part of. And they come running at him. And the guy stands up and starts running directly away from them. And then he sees another group emerge out of the woods because they're also in the hive mind. They know where he is. They come out of a wood. They're headed directly toward him to cut him off. Like the two groups of people are working together to catch this guy. This is how the hive mind is going to work. There's going to become some kind of a war in Europe. I saw a different dream, not in this set I'm sharing today. This pilot is saying, these pilots are saying, this is the greatest invention since flight. What one pilot sees, all of us see. We can move as one. They're excited about it. Uh, Holy Spirit has showed me. When these things come out, people will line up for it, like, like they line up for a new iPhone or camp out for concert tickets. The wicked will be excited. They're going to run to get these kind of things. No idea what the eternal consequences are. So let me tell you this first set of dreams. So that, well, this, yeah, so this guy time jumps. They start going after him. He keeps running. And finally, the angel snatches him out of the scene. But he sees, and they're calling him this thing. And I couldn't remember the name that they called him. But later, I heard on Omega Man Radio, Carla Boutaud, a prophetic woman out of South Africa. She said, I've seen this in the future. They will call them dissenters. I was like, that's it. That's the word, dissenters. I'm telling you the way they said this word. You have never heard any racial epithet from any time period, not the Civil War, not World War II, not race division in the United States, no one has ever said a racial slur the way these guys said 
dissenter. I'm telling you, it seethed with a desire to kill, to murder. They did not, whew, hatred, like pure, like just hatred, just that one word in its purest, deepest sense, that's what they felt toward the people who were not in the hive mind like them. Now, this guy gets snatched out of that place. More and more groups come chasing him. He's going to get cornered anytime. Boom, the angel pulls him out, sends him to another time. And in this time, it's just an open bazaar and an earthquake comes. There's a little bit of racial tension going on. Like he realizes that uh, an Asian guy likes a black customer more than him. And he doesn't understand why, because he felt like he was more friendly. But the Hispanic man somehow isn't as minority as them, so they choose each other instead. This is how the mind control is going. You can see them building it. First, it's just, ah, we don't like white people, white privilege, this and that, right? They're going to start causing every group to hate every other group. They already are. So... He moves through, and then he sees that, and then time moves forward, and eventually this thing is closed. There start being these earthquakes. In this, in this scene, unlike the others, he moves through time while holding one position. And then the dream shows that all kinds of businesses, open markets, start being closed down because of the earthquakes. The government says it's dangerous to have these open markets because the earthquakes could hit. People could perish. Only certain buildings can have markets in them. So this is an excuse. These increasing earthquakes become an excuse to close down public businesses. So more and more, the government begins to control it. Now, in the next set, you'll see why, more about that. The government gaining control of food, of distribution of products. So then he goes into another scene. He jumps again. He time jumps again. And oh, you know what? Uh, he jumps again and he sees that there's a town. It's a small town. And at some point, it's been all enclosed by fences. Every alleyway is marked with, with steel poles and chain link fences, except they're dilapidated. So this, whatever time frame he's in, this situation happened a long time ago. The fences are leaning. The roofs look like they maybe are leaking. The buildings are leaning a bit. There's some tiles missing from roofs. There's trees and bushes and weeds growing in cracks and sidewalks in the street. And there's a group of people, a black man, a blonde woman, some Asians, different people moving together, quiet, stealthily. They move down this street, looking around, looking left, looking right. They have backpacks. They have some small possessions with them. All adults, same as the other time, no children. They move through. The black man, clean-shaven head, he pulls back this fence. The blonde woman steps through. And as she's stepping through, he says, Whoever would have thought that this is all it would take to resolve racism? And they all laugh together. So again, there's this issue of racism. Somehow, all of these things come into place. The enemy of, of peace, the enemy of joy and happiness, 
they're going to use racism to help get these things to be, to help leverage these things into our reality, to destroy civilization, basically. So they sneak back around behind these buildings, and there's a place there. It looks like an abandoned chicken coop just made of plywood and some boards, and they sleep there for the night. And early in the morning before the sun rises, they again stealthily creep out and go back into the forest, and that's where they hide. And they're running from machines that hunt people, from people that are in the mind, the hive mind, because they want to catch these dissenters to make them like themselves or kill them. Those are the only two options, death or join. It's, it's a concept straight out of science fiction. So this is what they're doing. Then the man, the angel takes him, time jumps him again. And he sees the blonde woman and she's on her knees and she's wailing the most terrible, horrible sadness. It's just torturous. And she's looking at her hand. See, now when they capture him, they give him an injection. And all these people talking about alien DNA, well, that's what I saw in this dream from June of 2020. And her hand begins to change color and shape. It turns blue. She's not controlling this herself because the nanotech inside her, the activated nanotech, her hand stretches out like Elastic Man. Her hand stretches out several meters in front of her, grabs a rock, then returns to its normal position, holding the rock. And she can't believe it. The dream progresses a little bit to show that this woman eventually becomes comfortable with who she is, how her body has been transformed. That's the word that's always used in, the, in these dreams, transformed, transformation. And Carla Butad also said that she saw these same words. So now you have your two. You have your two. Carla Butad saw transformation and dissenters, and I saw transformation and dissenters. Take it into prayer, my friends. Don't believe me that make you follower of man. Let our Father in heaven tell you what you need to know. Take it into prayer. That's all I'm asking. That's all any man of God, woman of God, should ever ask. Did you take it to our Father? Ask him. That is your confirmation. Two or three or four witnesses is not confirmation. That's New Age synchronicity. That's be coincidence. And it's still the foolish virgin way of following men. You can get out, know that Jesus is coming, but if you don't know Jesus himself, he's not going to open the door to you. You have to know God. So she becomes comfortable with it, and that's who she is after that. That's the end of that set of dream. Next set is very serious. We're all, in the news lately, I'm seeing these things come to pass. And when I start talking about it, you're going to say, yeah, I've seen that. So this is what happens. They start passing laws. And the laws say uh, you have to eat government food. And at the same time, cars become automated. Construction equipment becomes automated. Well, I see some, maybe it's not all construction, but they start making automated construction equipment systems. They build houses. They build buildings, skyscrapers, multi-stored buildings. They're, they're building stuff. Then... Because people don't want to eat the government food, they pass a law saying, you cannot have your own private garden. They make it illegal to grow your own food because they want to control the food. 
Then what happens is one day, all these automated machines start killing people. Now, this week, this very week, San Francisco passed a law that they can start using robots. Not advanced. It's just bomb-grabbing stuff that they've had in the closet for a decade or more. But they're going to start using those. They passed a law. You can use those robots to kill human beings. They're going to they're going to build those robots up, give them the capacity to kill people. And I'm telling you, this is part of a long, long con. They have a plan in place, and it includes these killer robots. And you know how the robots are going to track people down? By the nanotechnology that's in them. <laughs> you can't turn it off. You can't just say, you know, you can you can't just say nanotech off and it, no. It works again. It's not for you. It's for them. It's for the people who consider themselves, oh, the vanity of it, that they consider themselves to be masters of other people on this planet. Oh, the wickedness. Ooh, the conceit. That is so far gone. So one day the machines start killing the people. The, tel the, the media, the newspapers all say, the newspapers all say, Oh, well, uh, the, the computers came alive. The computers are alive. It's artificial intelligence doing this. We're, we're powerless. We can't stop it. We can't do anything. But really, they're going to be lying. <laughs> Not news, right? The media lying to the people to warp and control, distort the truth. But the dream showed me that really this will be a small group of men. I saw three shadows, silhouettes, in a place near the foothills, not near any large city, outside of any major town, in the foothills, in a small building, hidden in shadows. And these guys have a bunch of computer panels in front of them, and they're controlling those machines. And just think, if they have nanotech, how easily they can control machines. You don't have to flip things or input some commands or change some code, update it. No, you just think it. And the machines do it much easier. Maybe there's more, but I saw three guys. Oh, you know, it could represent Satan, son of Satan, and the unholy spirit. Could be that. I've seen three wicked men in different cases. And the Holy Spirit's prodding me that that's not the case here. So, that's what's really good. They're going to say artificial intelligence. And you can see they're promoting to everybody this idea that artificial intelligence is a thing. It isn't. It's going to be a lie. It's a lie now. God gave life to clay because he can do that. A computer cannot give life unto itself. It cannot raise itself up to become sentient. That's never going to happen. It's going to be a lie. Now what happens is, as the machines are hunting and killing some men, and others are becoming the slaves that, the, that were shown in the first dream set, the machines will start clear-cutting the forest because people will be hiding in the wilderness. They'll be running to the mountains. They'll be hiding in the forest. And as they do clear-cut the forest, so you can see the green agenda is not a real thing. It's another lie with objectives to hinder and hamper and constrain and reduce freedoms of humans on the planet. All with laws that justify the men with the guns. I'm just doing what I'm told. They start cutting down all the forests and building more towers. And the towers 
track them in because most people ate the government food. So while they're hiding, the people who ate more government food, they have fewer places to hide. The people who didn't, they have more options. But the trick is, ooh, and this is biblical, my friend, the trick is, the maneuver, the correct reaction is to draw near to God. The dream showed that those who have a deep and intimate relationship with our Father in heaven, they're the ones who are protected. They're the ones who are safe. Because God tells them when the machines are coming, where to go, what to do. Don't stay here longer than another six hours. Whatever it's going to be, he will move them around. This place you will be for a few months. This place will be safe for a while, but the enemy is coming eventually. Prepare. This is the kind of things. In one of the last scenes of the dream, the guys say, Hey, listen, we need to see if we can't start taking out these towers. So they pick the guy who's a good shot and also has very little nanotech in him. I don't know how they know that, but they knew. So this guy takes a 22 rifle. He goes to a forest where he can see a tower, and he takes a shot, and he shoots it through one of these vertical, cylindrical-looking white bits on these 5G towers. It could be some other version, an updated version for the future, but he shoots a hole through it, and the hole, in mere moments, heals itself. And it calculates the hole on one side versus the, the increased elevation on the other side, does a little bit of geometry, and figures out exactly where the bullet came from. The killer robots then figure out what his escape path might possibly be, and they cut off his escape routes, and they, and they hunt him down and kill him. That's what happened. The algorithms are clever. Some people are writing this with no idea that they're programming machines to kill their own descendants or their neighbors. I don't know. Listen, the total time frame of this, I don't know. <clears throat> but in, in the last dream, there's a little bit of some time framing that some of the, how this stuff is going to come about, the ordering of it and when it's going to come. So if you listen to the end, you're going to get some more information about timing. So that was the end of that dream, right? Now, remember, I'm asking, like, what's, what is this with 500 years? So this stuff is happening within the next 500 years, probably closer to the, within some time within the next, I don't know, 50, 100 years? I really don't know. How many generations pass before these things will have all transpired? I, I don't know that. So the next set of dreams, I saw their, the nanobits that the Holy Spirit had warned me about 30 years ago, and they're assembling inside the bodies. Each piece has either a letter or a number. And when one of these nanobots assembles, it then has an alphanumeric code that uniquely identifies it. Then it would attach to a nerve. And then they would start communicating with each other. And they also, the, the program that assembles and collects this data also coordinates so that say, you are watching a video online, Laughing Babies. The, the system that collects all of this, let's call it the algorithm. The algorithm collects that you're watching Laughing Babies and it pairs that with the nerves that fired. So it knows what brings happiness and joy. These are the nerves for that. So now, if you're watching some politician saying, well, we're going to do this and that, oh, I'm going to run for this. They, they activate the nerves for happiness and joy. And people think, oh, this guy brings me happiness and joy. 
I like this guy. He's associated with all good stuff, good feelings and emotions. Hooray. And they're going to manipulate people like that. This is what I was shown in the dream. They're going to learn all this stuff about you, and then they're going to manipulate you by activating hormones, how you perceive, how you ex physically experience emotionally different things. And they're going to know what you're really thinking when they're talking about certain aspects. You're watching somebody be murdered in a movie. You feel angry. Your strength comes up. Maybe you want to defend that guy if it was a real-life situation, right? Your, your nervous system, when you watch a movie, reacts the same way you would do in a real-life situation. It's reduced, but it's there. And this nanotech is going to record that, and it's going to be sending all this biodata out. And that's the real reason they need this massively increased processing capacity that 5G provides. It's already fast enough. You can download a movie faster than you can watch it. So you have enough. We have enough bandwidth to provide any need that we might have. But they don't have enough bandwidth for the needs that they anticipate to track the world's population, all their biodata. They're going to be collecting it. Okay. So it sends out information. It, it pairs it. And they start making a record of which nerves are associated with which thoughts, which emotions, which reactions, and then it's a two, it's going to be a two-way system. It doesn't just send out biodata. It can receive commands and manipulate you as the man who went through time saw that as soon as the hive mind, the master of the hive mind, oh yeah, I can't, I can't believe I left this out. That dream showed the master of the hive mind, the one that controlled them all. And I'm telling you, I, I really, this is not stuff I preach on it's not something I'm fascinated by. I do not research this stuff. But I've learned years ago that I should just tell you what the Holy Spirit told me, that I should explain it without adding, without subtracting, and try to minimize my personal attitudes, my, what I think it might mean, okay? Or I try to qualify, well, now I'm speaking as a man, right? This is what it showed, a thing that looked like a reptilian. And the best picture I found was uh, by one guy. I, he's, he's definitely a nut, this guy. But the picture he had was the best one. It looked like, a, I, I called it a lizard man in my notes. But these other people, when I started looking for pictures of a lizard man, I found these people call it a reptilian. I'm just telling you what I saw. And this, if he looked like a man, if you combined a man with a lizard, that's what he looked like. And this guy, all the hatred that they felt toward free people, people that might want to worship Christ if they wanted. It all came from him. Those were his thoughts, his emotions. When, in the beginning, when people start giving this stuff, their love is going to grow cold. They will lose their individuality. They will lose their intellect. And, they will, and eventually, they will lose their morality, their ethics, and they will become the worst kind of human beings. And they will inflict their unrestrained, immoral life on people they consider the outgroup, the dissenters. That's what's going to come to this world. So, draw near to God, my friend. <laughs> draw near to God. And I saw that when these nerves, when these nanobots, so the nanobots are assembling, they're collecting people's data, and the dream showed that some people when these nanobots begin to attach their nervous system, they would die. And in this dream, I saw that I myself received some, some injuries, but friends came and helped me and helped me escape from it. 
This is what's this is what's coming to the world. I'm just warning you. Now, prayer can destroy things. And here's the thing. I I love to say this because I don't think people really think about this. And I've never heard this in a church, that's for sure. But in the Bible, it says this is going to happen, that's going to happen, this is going to happen. That means for sure it's going to happen. The Word of God will not return void. So it's going to happen. The things in the Bible are going to happen. They're going to, a time of tribulation is going to happen. And those who know God will go through it in safety, just as God promises. And those who refuse to get rid of their fornications and their other sins and their thievery and whatever, they're going to need to repent. If you read Revelation, you will see, and still they did not repent of. And it it says this multiple times. In just chapter 2, the letters to the churches, it says repent four times. This is the emphasis of the tribulation, that men ought to repent. So if you're still in some kind of sin... If you're walking on the Greasy Grace platform, repent. It's very simple. Grace is the power to overcome sin. Stop wrestling with demons and cast them out. That's the solution. Again, that's another piece of wisdom the Holy Spirit gave me recently. Stop wrestling with demons and cast them out. Okay, so look at the world, how it's been the last few years. People are dying. People are having nerve problems, becoming epileptic, Julian Barr syndrome. One side of their face droops because the nerves have ceased to function. This, these nanobots are attaching to the nerve system, and some of them it kills. Some of them it kills. But some make it through. But they become subject to whatever functions this nanotechnology is going to perform. Now, here's the last set of dreams. And this is the set of dreams that gives some order. What I see is, and, and, and the dream, this dream does not show that it's from vaccinations, but that's what I'm assuming it is. But I see that this man, and he's looking at his right hand, and this is when I started to realize that this is all happening to their right hands. So maybe these people already have the mark of the beast, which will, ah, uh, yeah, our, our Holy Spirit wants me to share this. So... The things that are in these jabs, the things they're putting into food, into candy, these nanobits that become nanobots, that become a two-way computer system, that will become a hive mind, that will become the snare, the net that enslaves some portion of humanity. All of these things, ah, I got too grandiose in my verbiage and I got sidetracked a little bit. Happens to me sometimes. Okay, so... All these things happen. Oh, it's all in the right hand, just like the mark of the beast. And somehow it plays in. Ah, yes, this other vision. He showed me. I was. Uh, he showed me that these ingredients are like red wax. Like if you've ever sealed an envelope. When we were kids, my sisters got into this. They'd buy these little wax candles. You light the candle, and this is how they, a king or a ruler or an official used to seal a document that no one else can open it. Only certain people rate to open a seal that has been emplaced by someone else. And you have to be at least on par with, you have to be the recipient, or you have to be someone of higher status that you can break that seal. So he showed me that the ingredients in the vaccine are like that red wax that drips down. And he showed me that when the mark of the beast come, comes, it will be like the stamper that presses into the wax and seals it. <laughs> the symbolism is obvious. 
The mark of the beast seals the fate of the one who receives it. And somehow it's going to utilize this nanotech computer nervous system overlay system. It's going to utilize this, whatever it is, what is being built now, graphene oxide, lipid crystal matrix. It's going to utilize those things. And it's going to become one with it, just like the stamper forms the wax into a shape that means the seal. So I think these people maybe have the mark of the beast. Pure speculation on my part. But what I see is this man, and he's looking at his right hand, and his right hand is trying to do something. <clears throat> and he tries to resist it. And for a while he can. But after a while he fails to have enough power to do that. And his hand transforms into something like a two-pronged demon hand. I don't know becomes red with thick nails at the end, forms into something different. And I see this happening to more and more people. And then some time passes, and then I see that people begin to transform full body. Like their whole, not just their right hand transforms, but their whole person transforms. One person, for example, can transform, he can be black or he can be white. He can transform back and forth between races. He can be whichever race he wants. Other people transform in different ways. And again, this woman who transformed back in the first dream, the woman who was captured, they had lived many years in the forest, finding places to sleep, leaving before the sun comes up that they can't be seen by, who knows, drones. That woman, when she was captured, after her hand transformed, then her head transformed. It became like this blue bird, a big beak formed. The back of her head was still her original blonde hair. Maybe that too changes over time. I don't know. But these people in this fourth set of dreams, they started, uh, which I received on January 31st of 2022, this year. The third set was January 23rd of 2021. So their hands transform. Time passes, more people, then time passes, then whole bodies begin to transform. Time passes, and then a war starts. I believe this was showing a war in the United States. Could be another place, but what I saw was a war started. And then there are three people, they're fighting. There's a low brick wall. They've got their weapons on the top of the wall. They're firing over it at some enemy in the distance. When suddenly from behind them, what anybody would easily describe as a zombie, attacks. But sometime earlier, he was their ally, their normal enough looking friend. But he becomes like a zombie, and he runs over and he attacks them, and he goes not for their brains, but he just bites the thigh of this guy, just attacks him. I'm sorry, his, his calf, he bites down near his ankle. Right? What does the Bible say? You will attack his head, he will attack your ankle. So, goes for the ankle. And they don't understand what's happening. Like, what, what's happening here? And then more and more of these zombies start appearing. These guys just go crazy. And they're not, these, I've seen these. <laughs> Again, you have to pray about this stuff. If you have not seen this, I know many of you are going to come and say, yes. Listen, most of these podcasting platforms, there are places to leave comments. I leave them open. 
please share if you have a similar vision because other people also want to see that, that they can be confirmed, that they can receive reassurance, and that they can begin to prepare, that they can take it seriously. These zombies, they're not like television zombies, shambling, wanting brains, no. They're fast. They can run. They can open doorknobs. They can move machines. They have an intelligence about them. I think they move a little bit slower than normal. They are a little bit slower. They, I've seen sometimes that they have black eyes. I don't know if that will always be the case. Sometimes they do. But they don't want brains. What they want is to spread what they have. That's the description I got in a dream. They desire to spread what they have. It doesn't say what it is. But they desire to spread what they have. Hands transform. Bodies transform. War starts. The zombies come. So the timing there is around some... After the hands... So zombies don't just come suddenly one day. Russ Dizdar used to talk about this, call it the Black Awakening. Some demons told him they have this plan, the Black Awakening. All these uh, satanic ritual abuse victims with multiple personalities, the oppressed personalities have been hypnotized into Manchurian candidates. They've made millions of them. It depends who, who you hear talk about it. Tens of millions of them. And on one day, all of these will be activated to just go out and start killing people. That will be the zombie apocalypse. The demons call it the Black Awakening. But this dream showed me that first hands transform, then bodies transform, then boom, this zombie thing. That is the set of dreams. I think this, I've worked on these notes for three days. I've tried to make it make sense. I think it does. And, I'm and I want to remind you, uh, this should not, scare anyone, shouldn't frighten anyone. What you should be seeing is God warns us in advance. God is going to take care of us. These things will happen in the world, but 10,000 may fall by my side. But me, I will be with Christ, and I will not fear. I will not fear the, the evil that comes by day, the plague that comes by night. I will not fear. Day or night, sword or missile, thermobaric weapons, I'm not going to fear these things going to put my trust in God. I've been to war, my friend, with God. I didn't have fear. I had wisdom. I moved with caution. I prayed a lot, a lot more than I have in any other circumstance because I needed God. I wanted to put my trust in God. And that's my message for you. These things are coming, but put your trust in God. O great and mighty King, I pray, Lord, that you will extend your hand of wisdom. I pray, Father, that you will bless each of us with the things that we need, whether they be gifts or the Spirit, or good friends, or a piece of wisdom, or a plan, or a provision. I pray, Lord, that you will provide it as we need it. But most of all, Lord, I pray, Father, that all who come to seek you, that all who come here, Lord, and walk away with a desire to know you more intimately, I pray, Father, that when they draw near to you, you will draw near to them. This is your promise, Father, and I ask it, Lord, even if it wasn't already in the scripture, I know, Lord, that when we ask that you respond and we ask for a good thing, as James wrote, we surely should expect to receive it. And I have zero doubt, Lord, that you, Father, will bring us near, that you will draw us near, that whatever we are going to need, 
next week or next year or the next decade that you, Father, have a plan, that you have a plan to keep us safe. We love you, Father. Our hearts is for you. All our hearts, our minds, our souls are for you, O great King. And if they have not been at any time, please forgive us. And let us, and we say now that all is for you. All is for you, Almighty King. And we ask you, Lord, to give us a love, to love our neighbor as ourself, that we might stand together in unity in the name of Jesus Christ for your glory and your throne. Stand together and trust in your word, Almighty God, for your word is our sword and your scriptures cannot be broken. And those who put their trust in you, Lord, those who dwell in the sacred place of the Most High, we will be safe through the storm. Those who hear your words and obey them, he is likened unto a man whose house is built upon the rock. And when the winds blow and the floods come and the storm come, and the storm wages, we will be safe. Our house will hold because our trust is in you. And we praise you, O great King. We worship your holy name forever. And we thank you, Lord, that you watch over us and all of our friends. And we pray also, Lord, for those who come here to pray for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.